the author of the book The Polar Bear Catastrophe That Never Happened, Susan Crockford, a zoologist, is with us now. She finds herself now out of the university system, and that's going to affect a lot of things. Welcome, Dr. Crawford. How are you? I'm fine, Glenn. Thanks. Now, are you over in Europe? Because I know you were on a speaking tour over in Europe. Yes, I, I'm actually still in the middle of that. So I'm in Germany at the moment. And and what are you what are you talking about on your speaking tour? Uh, I'm talking about essentially the the topic of my book, which is you know just explaining how and why the polar bear catastrophe that was predicted back in 2007 never materialized. So how are you being received around the world? Oh, just with with open arms. Um, the, the people who have uh, been organizing this tour have been phenomenal, and the audiences have been very receptive, and I've gotten a lot of uh, positive feedback and a lot of outrage when they've heard about this, um, uh, my losing my adjunct um, faculty position. Now, Susan, um, I want to get into how that affects uh, you and your work, etc. in a second. Um, but first, let, let's just address that. Um, they say this had uh, nothing to do with you and polar bears and then climate change. They just said, and I quote, that your lectures were unbalanced. <laughs> what do they mean by that? Yes. I, I don't know. They didn't um, explain further. And if you like, I will give you the direct quote. Go ahead. And so it was, while I respect issues of academic freedom, your talks at schools have generated concern amongst parents regarding balance that have been shared with various levels of the university. Wow. And that was the sum total of the explanation I was given. So excuse me, this was for, this was for um, uh, my, um, expulsion from the speakers bureau this was not for the adjunct faculty position this was for this um speakers bureau incident that happened in 2017 so let me ask you the the people that speak about the death of polar bears that is factually inaccurate were they also fired for imbalance (laughs) for not presenting your side of course (laughs) there isn't anyone at the, at my university that's um, in that position. So I'm really the only one um, in the entire faculty that has any expertise in polar bears. Um, I just can't get over the balance thing because I have not seen anyone fighting for balance. I think American people, I think Canadians are, they're all fighting for balance. Look, don't teach our ch- children what to think, teach them how to think. And you approach this as a scientist, as a, a zoologist, and you understand polar bears and what's really happening. You're not, you're not, you know, making a Coke commercial. You're doing actual science. Yes, indeed. And 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 seriously, one of the the issues here is that um, this speakers bureau organization was a volunteer uh, position. So various faculty members and even graduate students would volunteer to go out and speak to um, community groups. And um, but there was no discussion 
um, that I'm aware of where we were told that we had to um, include a balanced presentation mm-hmm. or what that even might entail. So do you think this is just a, you are a message to other people in academia, toe the line or you're next? Well, I think so. I think that that is, um, well, I don't know. If I think that if that had been their intention, um, they would have admitted to um, what they were doing. But um, all, all, of, all of the actions here have been really, um, they sort of smack of a, of a bureaucracy that's trying to cover up having done something wrong. And, you know, they're very careful with their language, refusing to put things in writing mm-hmm. um, and now denying um, to other people that um, they had done anything wrong. They have not, in fact, been in touch with me at all. I haven't heard from anyone from the university over this whole incident. So when, when you are even an adjunct professor, that allows you to do uh, different things that somebody who is not affiliated with a university can't do like that's correct and so i would be able to do something like apply for a research grant or work with um academic colleagues who were um who had research funding and that sort of thing and so even though you're a scientist even though you're a scientist you're a zoologist you have your doctorate you you can't go in on somebody else's study and even help them because you don't have university status Yes, if I don't have an academic affiliation, I can't do that. That's, that's insane. That sounds insane. That's, I mean, that's, that sounds like a, the worst thuggish kind of union there is. What, why, why is that? Why, do you know why that well, I mean, rule was I, made? I don't know why. It's, just, it's, it's for um, a, a requirement, I believe, for um, many, if not most, of um, uh, academic funding. And... So- you know, there there might be certain kinds of uh, participation where a non-academic would be allowed, but you wouldn't be able to be, for example, at the he- you know, like tightly involved in the the core of the study. This is why adjunct status is so important. Um, it's it gives you that credential that you need. So, what does this? What what are you going to do now? What can you do now? Well, I mean, there, there's no there's no uh, process of appeal. You know, the, uh, it appears that um, adjuncts have no rights in that regard, um, and so I really don't have any other option but to carry on as best I can. I can do my the work that I've been doing on polar bears because that hasn't um, required getting research funding, and but as for any of my evolution research. Um, I think I will just have to hope that uh, perhaps another university might offer um, an adjunct position at their um, school. Uh, and what is your research on evolution? Um, I've been looking at the role of thyroid hormone in uh, in speciation um, in in speciation as a mechanism. So you're looking at this. Talk down to me. I'm. I'm, I'm I, I sure I'm a doctor. But. Uh, well, one of the things. One of the things. Well, let's let's take the transformation of a brown bear into a polar bear, for example. It's it's one of the um, 
things that is uh, we know from genetics is is the um, transformation that led to the rise of the polar bear. Um, but one of the things that we know very little about is what the actual biological mechanism is that turns one species into another. And so I've been looking at what that biological mechanism might entail. And so I was looking at the role of thyroid hormone because it's a a hormone that has some very powerful um, roles in the body, in development, in growth, in brain function, and also in control of genes. So what this would do would be to uh, propose kind of a parallel system or a system in conjunction that you would have genetic change as well as a change in uh, thyroid metabolism function that would then change gene function. So have you watched... It would be a real groundbreaking, it's a kind of a groundbreaking idea in evolution. Have you watched the the video with David Gallertner and I can't remember the other two scientists um, uh, where they talk about how evolution uh, couldn't be because we uh, there is no mechanism you have to design an animal from the first cell not from the last cell not from you can't make changes otherwise the entire structure falls apart have you seen that from david glertner no i haven't i haven't you look him up he's a he's a yale mathematician and it's not his theory he just uh started this uh, conversation he's actually a big darwin fan um and has always believed in evolution uh and has just come out and and read some uh new studies and said um the whole thing kind of falls apart i'd I'd be interested in hearing somebody like you that actually has you know expertise in this uh to uh to look at it and and tell me what you think but it's it's a it's a fascinating conversation with uh with three scientists and i think only one of them is gleefully taking down uh uh uh, the origin of the species um susan thank you so much uh really appreciate you um uh all the things that you've done and i appreciate your your boldness and your bravery uh to stand up and speak the truth even if it is unpopular and as it turns out at your own expense I wish you all the best of yeah. luck. Thank you, Susan. Okay. Thanks, Glenn. Your support is appreciated. Thank you. Good night. PolarBearScience.com. PolarBearScience.com is her website. And if you happen to be, you know, at a university, mm-hmm. maybe there's an adjunct uh, position available for somebody who doesn't mind speaking the truth. I've been right. studying a lot of speciation as a mechanism lately. Have, uh, yeah, yeah, working on yeah, that yeah, pretty yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, it was yeah. interesting. Okay, that she's did, been looking at it too. too yeah. <laughs> what did you get from that? What did you? What do you think that speciation? Speciation yeah. is a mechanism. Yeah. Uh, I I think she's talking about uh, a species be- turning into something else and like, the mechanism that and the, and what is the and mechanism that allows it to do that? Yeah, she's she looking at the thyroid. thyroid. Mm-hmm. Did you see that thing with yeah, the learner? We've we've talked about that before. Yeah, right? And I 
I wholeheartedly buy into what they were saying. Me and too. So I don't think there is speciation as a mechanism. I don't think it's your thyroid. No, I don't. It's not. But I mean, you know, God bless her. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, uh, and I'm glad people are looking into it. And I'm glad there's a yeah. disagreement. It's a sure. theory. Mm-hmm. It's a theory. So we don't know. You know, I love these people who are like, oh, you're denying evolution. Science. Well, no, it's a theory. It's the mm-hmm. theory of evolution. You should have people looking into it and saying, no, this isn't true until you find definitive proof that it is. I love the fact that we just take these yeah. theories and just run with it. Uh, yes. And then those theories change down the road and they find out they were wrong and they've been wrong the whole time. And then it changes. I mean, that's part of science. You learn and you grow and you change. But it is not part of of progressive science. No, I that's mean, right. Look, this, we're not even... The science is settled. We're not looking even at the science of Venezuela, socialism. We're not looking at that. Why? Why? Why, why, why are we refusing to look at the latest iteration of socialism and what really happened? You because know, it's it easy doesn't to, fit their agenda. Right. And it's easy to say, well, when the new bus driver came in, he didn't know. No, no, no. No, that's not true. If you look at the numbers, it was already starting to collapse because mm-hmm. they had destroyed the gas and oil industry. They destroyed by nationalizing it. By nationalizing it. it. Yeah. You know, they say, oh, no, that fixed it. No, look at the numbers. They were running out of other people's money quickly. Yep. And then Maduro comes in. And what happens to the price of oil? It crashes. So what happens? Sugar daddy's dead. What happens? Riots in the streets. What happens? The socialist dictator has to become a dictator to say, shut up, sit down. This is good for all of us while eating an empanada and and everybody else is starving to death. Why is it we're not looking at those things? Do you you know that... um, I started watching it last night. I just, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't get to it. Uh, I started watching the Jack Ryan thing on Netflix, which I kind of liked the first one. I heard, I heard various things on that. You said Jason was saying that that, the, the Venezuela is being presented as a right wing country. Yeah, that's what that's I being heard. saved by socialism. <laughs> right now. I, but I, I, I heard that's not necessarily, at least not in the first episode. It doesn't seem to show up that way. Okay. So I watched only about 10 minutes of it last night and I didn't see any evidence of it in 10 minutes, but it was only 10 minutes of it. Uh, but if that's true, oh my gosh. Yeah. I can't, I wouldn't be able to watch it. I mean, it. you know, you want to talk about, is, is Tom Clancy dead? Yes. Okay. So then he'd be For rolling around now. in his grave. Oh, definitely. Uh, otherwise, oh. he'd just be tossing and turning at night. He'd be but... spinning like a lathe in his grave. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Because, I mean, that's... Uh, don't do that to his work. No. He, he wasn't that kind of guy. No. He, he and didn't he, believe those things. And he was also based in fact. Mm-hmm. He was always so fact-based. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you read uh, The Hunt for Red October, and you're like, I don't care what the length of the screw was that <laughs> made the hull of the ship, Tom. I don't care. <laughs> he was so detailed and so accurate. He only spent 10 pages on the length of the screw. <laughs> So I don't think it was that bad, really. <laughs> Remember when we talked to him? Yes. We talked to him years ago. Yeah, in and Baltimore, I think. Yeah, it was right after Long the fall of the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. And uh, we joked with him. We talked and joked with him about, you know, being a spy. And he was like, you know, I know that's what they thought. And he said, I think the CIA probably kind of liked that, uh, you know, but 
that's not what I was. But the Soviet Union really thought that he was writing novels to uh, try to fool the Russians into thinking mm-hmm. that's what we would do when he was just writing a great story. And so like the Vince. Russians would look at it and go, ha ha. Vince and Brad Thor do the same thing. Yeah. They just, and they know operatives and they talk to them about right, how, they, right. how they operate. Right. Uh, I mean, it was a good idea if he would have been a It would have been cool. But a spy. But mm-hmm. uh, as he told us, no, that, that no. didn't happen. But it just goes to show how he cared about the facts. Mm-hmm. And if that's what they're doing with, uh, with Jack Ryan... Uh, with Amazon. It is absolutely awful. Absolutely awful. I hope that's not the case. That's just what I've been told. All right. If men could get pregnant, there would be more abortion clinics than Starbucks. This is happening in Virginia, where they're voting today. We'll take that on next. Wow. Uh, I want to play this. Uh, I want to play this shocking, shocking video from uh, a Virginia senator who is up for reelection today. His uh, uh, his name is uh, Dick Saslaw. He is the Virginia Senate minority leader, and he was in front of a crowd of Democrats. I can't believe he had the guts to say this. Uh, but uh, in a crowd of Democrats on Sunday. And this is what he said. The other thing is women's reproductive health. It is nobody's business, nobody's business, who has to access the abortion process other than that woman. And I have told audience after audience, if men could get pregnant, you'd see more abortion clinics in this country than Starbucks. Okay? Wow. wow. Did you hear what he just This science Mm -hmm. denier is out in front of a crowd saying that men cannot get pregnant. Well, Dick, we do know that they can get pregnant. It is a well-known fact, Dick, that man can get pregnant. Okay, so why are you denying science? Do you hate trans people? You know, this transphobia has got to stop. It is bigotry like this of Dick Saslaw's that is getting hundreds of trans people getting killed each and every year because of thoughtless language like that. I mean, if you want to vote for a bigot that in his own words goes from town to town preaching this anti-trans hatred that men cannot get pregnant, well, then you, Virginia, you have your man. But, I mean, unless you're a bigot yourself or a <laughs> hater or a transphobic old white person, I mean, I can't imagine voting for this this transphobic racist bigot that is such a science denier. We should run him out of town on a rail. But thank, you vote however you want, Virginia. Thank you for saying that. Huh. That took a thank lot you of for guts in today's it world, did. didn't it? It did take a lot, took of, a guts. lot of guts. In this environment, oh, that was so brave, Glenn. That I was know. so, so brave. I'm, I mean, I know I'm standing thank with you. absolutely everyone in power. <clears throat> shoulder to shoulder and I'm, right now. And, there's, and they're the only ones <laughs> that could get me fired. But it's brave Still to brave, say courageous, these things. Courageous, yes. just heroic. Thank you. If I may, heroic. 
thank you. I mean, I just somebody's <laughs> got to say it. Yes. Men can get pregnant. Yes. They've was... always been able to get pregnant. Yes. And well, and... you just you just told us yesterday why Stu has not been here for the last week. And I don't remember what he's that been was. shooting babies out of his peepee. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. I, one after another. One after another. Yeah. And I don't remember why I said that, but I, I don't either. But, <laughs> but, but it, it was, was true. And, and it was brave. And it was brave. And, and it, it was, was courageous. <laughs> and it was, damn it, it was heroic. Thank you. Thank you, Pat. I'm just a humble, I humble guy that I is smarter than everybody else. <laughs> and you I can't know, help it, though. And I can't, can't help it. I can't, can't help it. it. I've got to speak the truth. Right. Because others don't know what's good for them, so you right. try to help them along the way. Right. Exactly uh, yeah, right. So it's... Um, so magnanimous. I'm so I'm so disturbed that somebody like uh, Dick Saslaw, in the, he it's had a, the guts right to say that in front of Democrats Hate who monger. all know that men can get pregnant. Yeah. So, Dick, let me ask you this. Since you now or soon will know, because, oh, the boycotts, the banning, uh, the harassment, the crowds mm-hmm. at your house, they're about to start mm-hmm. and never stop because of your transphobia. And you deserve every, every, bit, of every it, bit of it. Every bit of it. I can't <laughs> believe you had to, to say in front of those voters who know. Mm-hmm. But let me ask you this. Now that you do know Dick. What do you have to say about all the Starbucks? Mm. How come there aren't uh, there mm-hmm. aren't uh, you know so many abortion clinics? Because you now know men can get pregnant. So why huh. aren't there more abortion clinics? Then start right, right. How come, Dick? Statement provably false. Provably wow. false. Wow. Mm. <laughs> we're gonna have to. <laughs> we're gonna have to watch out. That could be your majority leader, Virginia, right oh, there. That I transphobic. I hope not. I hope he's drummed out of. Uh, I hope he's drummed out of the Congress in in Virginia right now today. Oh no! He I hope he's today. drummed out of humanity. Yeah, he, out. Yes, I think he should him live out of the someplace in outer space. There should be some place, mm-hmm. you know, in Star in uh, Superman, mm-hmm. where they put the, all the bad guys in that. Oh yeah, flat that piece flat of glass. Thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how the they Phantom all fit zone, in there, they, but yeah. they did, and it looked they uncomfortable. Did. It did, but he should be uncomfortable. Well, they were screaming, yeah, and they were probably screaming about how men can't get pregnant. Probably, you know. Now we heard when Alien came out that they in space, no one hears you scream, but we clearly heard them screaming. So I think that was a lie that was perpetrated. By Sigourney Weaver. Yes. And And the right. And and the right. And who is Sigourney Weaver married to? Uh, The Titanic guy. Don't look it up. James Cameron? Yeah, don't look it up. Okay. And, uh, (laughs) I mean, you know, James, he's, you know, Uh, you know where he comes from. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, mentally, where he comes from. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Not, well, I mean, if you want to go into his heritage, you can. Uh, into James, James Cameron's, Cameron's heritage. heritage. You sounded like you were about no, to go there. No, I wasn't. No, you weren't. <laughs> no, I, I wasn't, actually. You weren't. No. Okay, all right. Uh-huh. Well, all right. <laughs> I thought maybe you were... Because, I, I, I don't know his be, heritage. Oh, really? really? I thought you were going to be as brave as I was. No, with, I'm not. Uh, I'm just not that courageous. Hmm. I'm just not. Yeah. Well, here <laughs> is uh, Donald Trump talking about Nancy Pelosi and San Francisco. So this. I don't think there's ever been unity like we have right now 
We had 195 or so votes. We didn't have one negative vote. The only one that had negative votes on the whole impeachment scam were the Democrats. I think Nancy Pelosi has lost her mind. And I think, frankly, that she should go back home to San Francisco. If you look at what's happening to her district, her district is going to hell with homeless that they're not taking care of, Mm -hmm. with needles all over the street, with tents, with people, with sanitation, with horrible things being washed into the ocean, into the Pacific Ocean. I think Nancy Pelosi, her district has probably gone down more than any district proportionately in the United States. I think that's absolutely true. How could you argue with that? You can't. You can't. It's absolutely true. It's gone from one of the most beautiful cities in the world to I told I told you hit. I told you earlier today more than half of registered voters of California want to leave the state because they thought it was they think it's crazy. More than half mm. are trying are, are considering leaving the state of California. That's in that's to me incredible. Well, it's only 22 million people, so that's not bad. <laughs> so that's no big deal. Nah. That's no big deal. Do not move to Texas. Don't come <laughs> to Texas or really any of the states that we like. Uh, Lauren Chen, uh, who's part of the Blaze uh, Network, she was talking yesterday about uh, Kanye's Christian transformation. I want you to listen to this. I think this is interesting. Listen. We have some Christians who are kind of, I guess, questioning things. Like, is this genuine, this conversion? Well, is this just a phase? That, that's what I would be concerned with. Not that it's genuine or not. I, I'm less concerned about that. Mm-hmm. But I am concerned with um, a history of... I wouldn't call it, I don't think erratic is the best characterization of it, but it's similar to erratic. Mm-hmm. You know, like he does do certain things. He had a whole MAGA phase, which I don't think he, he ever said, renounced no, like that, no. but he did definitely step off that. He doesn't do that anymore. Not true. Um, no, no, it's he's not still true. wearing his hat. I, I just don't see him as, as stable necessarily. I think he's not more like, MAGA than again, he was. I don't think that he's like erratic mm. and crazy. Just I don't, I don't know that this is a lasting thing. And I don't know that I want to see everybody say, wow, Kanye is our hero now. Yeah. Only to say in, in two years for the guy to just be... You well, know, that, like, And that's the thing. I think there's a difference between appreciating what someone is doing now versus right. trying to make him the leader of your movement. Yes. And that like that's don't that's that. fair enough, right? But mm-hmm. but there are people who are kind of bringing up the fact that he's married to Kim Kardashian or, oh, look at his old albums. It's like, look, if if God can use Paul like to, to bring forth his work, I think he can sure as heck use Kanye West. I think so, too. I think, he's, I think he's doing mm-hmm. amazing things. Now, that doesn't mean that Kanye lasts. I mean, it's, it may be a very genuine thing, but it's hard to tow this, this, uh, this line for the rest of your life. And, you know... He's not he's he's not running a church. He's just a guy who's transformed and you can see his transformation. And I think we should all celebrate it. I think we should all say this is great and I hope it lasts. But he's not my spiritual leader, you know, but he's making Mm -hmm. a big I I told you yesterday. I think that he is um, you want to talk about brave. He is walking the walk that Paul did. He has having a very public transformation uh Mm -hmm. and it is giving people permission to say yeah i like the baby jesus and i don't care what you say but i believe in jesus last last week a thousand people came to came to christ because yeah out of six thousand a thousand 
came to Christ at the, the altar call. I mean, pretty amazing. Yeah, that's that's an amazing thing. There is the possibility. This is the beginning of the uh, of the third uh, awakening. Hang on. Do I have to do I have to take him? Yes. Go ahead. Is, yeah. Uh, hi. Hey, Glenn. Hi. Is this Bob? It's, it's Bob the Antichrist. Yeah, I know you've been holding for a while, Bob. Yeah. Long time listener. Nine yeah. or ten time caller, give yeah. or take. I, I I don't know. I was just telling your phone screener. It's right. been a while since we've talked. I right. Think. It's weird how much you sound like Pat. You don't have to talk about the mm-hmm. phone screener and tell me what you said to the phone screener. Well, you know, I just I have a couple of statements to make. Then I'll just hang okay. up and listen. All right. To you don't response. need to hang up. We can just talk about it. But but, but anyway, you're Bob the Antichrist. What what's, right. what's on your mind? Well, you know, uh, lately. Uh, because the mainstream media and the squad have been doing most of my work for me, I've yeah. kind of been devoting a lot of time to my job at Safeway. Uh, yeah. You might remember I That's was right. a bagger at Safeway. That's right. You're the guy who asked paper or plastic at uh, right. at Safeway. Exactly. Where, in Modesto, California, I think? Yeah, in Modesto, yeah. California. And you don't give away plastic anymore, do you? Mm-hmm. Well, no. It's environmentally unfriendly. Yeah, okay. So uh, You know I'm the starter of that movement, actually. I didn't uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, but listen. It's, a, it's a kind of surprising to have the Antichrist as mm-hmm. the guy who's just working the... Mm-hmm. The checkout at a safe. Well, it's a low-profile job, you know. The Antichrist. Yeah, where would you expect me to be? You'd expect me to be what president of the United States? That's too obvious. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm a little more subtle than that, Glenn. Right. But listen, okay. I'm calling because you're pissing me off with all this Kanye talk. The okay. third great awakening. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm working on the fourth great sleepover right now. Um, <laughs> Are you really? In fact, you're... I got a little rap song. Yeah, uh, that puts his Kanye slop to shame. So you, so you, you wrote a rap song. Yeah, don't don't sound so surprised. What are you, a racist? No crackers allowed in this genre, Mister Hate. Wow, I didn't I didn't know the Antichrist was white. Ever heard of Eminem? Yeah. One of my very favorite clients. Really, uh, actually. Yeah. Anyway, okay. just shut up and listen. I've got, okay, okay. Uh, I'm so this put is down a... a cool beat. All right. Uh, okay, here's your cool beat. Is that cool yeah. enough for you? Pretty cool. All right. Okay. Go ahead. Acceptably cool. All right. Here it is. Here we go. Bob the Antichrist. Response to Kanye. Nothing for you to see here. Go on, get yourself a warm beer. Ain't no worry about no gender. Return all the commandments to the sender. FDIC, that's your lender. Ain't no time to stop and mend her. Yo, I will be your mentor. Okay. I don't. Yeah. Um... Mm. Yo. That's, uh... Listen, I just ran that fresh jam by my boy Boogie into Hoodie. He about oh. blowed up all right. up in here. Yeah. And that's how fresh it was. That's uh, kind of disturbing, actually, a little bit uh well, you, look, you, you can't uh, you can't review rap music. Uh, yeah, no, I know, I know. It's a, it's a thank you for uh, thank you for checking in. Yeah, I gotta run, Bob. Somebody's <laughs> trying to sneak through the express lane with twenty three items. I yeah, guess. okay, all right. all right. Thank you very much, Bob the Antichrist. Surprisingly, uh, not the guy everybody thinks he is, uh, but he makes a good point. I mean, you'd see Bill Clinton coming a mile away. The guy at the end of the checkout stand at Safeway. Never, never guess. Seen. Never see him coming. Oh, hi, Pat. You just missed a phone call with uh, Bob the Antichrist. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Uh, let me... I, I, a scene that happened at the White House yesterday I don't think I've seen in, in a decade. <laughs> Watch and Homer listen. By Kurt Suzuki. Where's Kurt? Where is he? Come here. Come here. Come here. Say a couple words. Come on. Oh. Puts on a mega hat. Wow. I mean, <laughs> think of 
I mean, especially with a crowd in in D.C. I love you all. Bold, brave move by him. I love you all. Thank you. And a man of few words. Wow. Wow. Bravery. You know Twitter's attacking him. Oh. There's no tomorrow. (laughs) What is it going to be like when he walks on the field uh, for the for the next, uh, you know, for the for the next season? Nasty. They will remember that.